This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Wolverine 24-7 podcast, your audio source for all things Michigan football, basketball, and recruiting. I'm your host, Zach Shaw. Steve Lenz here with me. We are continuing our position preview podcast series we have done the quarterback one we've done the running back one the the premise is that we're trying to do condensed episodes that are very focused on a particular position group um, that that will be easy for you to listen whether it's like your work commute or you're just just trying to get something done and and want want us to help along the way and and obviously you can listen to them all in, in a row as well you can binge listen to them it's kind of I uh, like sitcom episode length, I think. So it's, it's uh, hopefully, hopefully it's fun. We got a lot of positive feedback on them last year. We've already put two out this one. We're going to look at the wide receiver room. Now, Steve, the, the one difference here is I think this time we have more players to talk about. So I'm going to just going to quickly run through. I think there's four receivers at the top that are kind of the consensus top guys. Um, Cornelius Johnson led the team in receiving last season. Ronnie Bell led the team in receiving in 2019 and 2020. Missed almost all of last season due to injury. He's back. Roman Wilson led the team in receiving down the stretch last fall in the last five games. Andrell Anthony, I think, is the the common breakout pick. But the room doesn't end there. You know, AJ Henning gets getting a lot of Debo Samuel comparisons from his coaches. Uh, in terms of his his versatility, his elusiveness, his playmaking ability. I think Darius Clemens, I think everyone saw in the spring game, but also you can go look at his his high school film and his testing numbers. Uh, a couple other freshmen, Amarian Walker and Tyler Morris, you know, Christian Dixon, uh, former former four-star recruit. I mean, these are these are guys who I think will rotate in. Uh, Mike Sainer still not entirely sure what his role is going to be as he juggles offense and defense, but you know, I think he's he's played a pretty prominent role in the receiver room. I don't know if I missed anybody, but I think there's that that main top four. And then I think Henning, Clemens, and Sane Rastill are kind of the potential second grouping. And then I think the third tier, whether it's due to injury or guys who didn't, didn't weren't on the team last season, uh, you know, still kind of getting getting used to the, the college game. Uh, is that is that bottom, not bottom group, but that third group. Really deep room, 11 scholarship receivers based on my head count. Um, probably pretty comfortable. I think Michigan would be pretty comfortable going seven deep. So, Steve, I'll let you have first crack. What What is the biggest strength of this room in your mind? They have a growing variety of types of receivers. Uh, guys like Henning and Sainer still as those, you know, your slot ninja sort of guys. Uh, Roman Wilson, Ronnie Bell, kind of your all-around guys that can beat you in a multitude of ways. And then you have 
I'm trying to think here, maybe like a Cornelius Johnson, Darius Clemens, bigger body, but still fast. And I maybe throw Andrell Anthony in there, but Anthony gives them even something a little bit more with the sheer size and length. Uh, that would be a Morian Walker eventually too. I don't know if this year would be the year for, I don't think it will be with, with the, all the depth we just talked about, uh, but that'd be eventually a Morian Walker being the same conversation as Anthony, as far as just that tantalizing size and speed combo, you know, so they've built a, a really wide variety of, they have, it's talent across the board, but talent in a lot of different types of packages. So, you know, I think that's, that's, again, you're talking about having all these chess pieces on the board. You want as many different guys you can attack with as possible. And it just, it feels like Michigan has uh, almost too many and not to sound, you know, there are, there's no such thing as too many. It crossed my mind this spring, but, but right. But, yeah. but it's like, how do you, Almost to the point where it's like I, I kind of feel for Ron Bellamy, Jerome Moore, Matt Weiss, and how do you choose one guy over the other uh, in certain yeah. situations? You know, because you you really could, and this is off stuff that we've actually seen on the field, not projecting recruits, you know, or projecting value or projecting ability. Like we've seen most of these guys do something already on the field that makes you that, you know, gives you reason to say this guy could definitely make some major plays in a college uniform, you know? So I don't envy those guys as far as trying to find roles for these guys and dictating, yeah, that one, that one unit, unit one versus unit two, because it could be a situation. And again, competition is always good. I do think that's, you know, another strength is could see continued competition throughout the year. Uh, But you know, it's really, it's just the, the variety of guys they have at receiver. Yeah. It's, it's there. It's something to juggle. It's something to manage, not just keeping everyone happy, but also using it in an effective way. You mentioned, I, I really like your point about how dynamic the room is and the multitude of ways they can attack you because that's tough to game plan for. You know, if you, if you, if you're a defensive back and you're in one snap, you're having to, to cover, Cornelius Johnson, then the next snap, you're trying to cover A.J. Henning. Very few cornerbacks in the country are equipped to do both. And so I think, you know, Michigan's going to be able to, there's there's a chess game to be played uh, in terms of rotating those guys in. Depth depth is my biggest strength for this room. I, I, I genuinely feel like they have seven receivers that, if I were the coaches, I would be game confident in. Certainly, I'm sure they like all everybody. But there are probably seven guys, Cornelius Johnson, Roman Wilson, Ronnie Bell, Andrew Anthony, A.J. Henning, Mike Sainer still, if they choose to keep him at receiver, and Darius Clemens are guys that I, I think they could throw out in the game and feel very confident that they're going to go make some plays. That's really deep. Sometimes some teams in the Big Ten, some good top 25 teams, don't even have more than seven scholarship receivers. And a couple of them are you know young guys that are still finding their way. So they have... They have serious depth and that that's good for a couple reasons. One, I think withstanding injuries, you think about last season, there was a time where, where Ronnie Bell was out with injury and Roman Wilson was out with injury and Andrew Anthony wasn't quite ready for his moment yet. And they still had a nice flight of receivers that, that were ready to make plays and win, win games. And so I think, so that's obviously the big thing people want in depth is, you know, to, to be able to withstand injury. Uh, the competition is also probably good. I don't think that there will be 
a practice where a receiver feels like they can slack off because someone else might start ahead of them. But then I think I, I think that there's a, another level of creativity here. They can run more aggressive routes this season. They can tire these guys out. They can treat the receiver room almost like a hockey line. The opposing defense can't. Very, I don't think there's maybe maybe Ohio State or Penn State, but I don't think there's another team in the, on Michigan's schedule whose second string is guys who will eventually play, be playing in the NFL. I, I don't think a lot of teams run that deep at corner or safety or nickel or, or defensive back in general. I don't know if Ohio State and Penn State necessarily are that deep. Uh, I think they have the talent, but I don't know if everyone's ready. So I talk about, you know, one snap you're covering Cornelius Johnson, next snap you're covering A.J. Henning. Both of those guys can go all out with their routes because they can rotate in and out a little bit more. I don't know if Michigan's going to take that approach, but I know, uh, I remember there was an article from, I think it was like anonymous coaches talking about Clemson. And they're like, yeah, Clemson did that to us and we just had no chance. It's, it's, it's effectively what they said. Um, I think one key, though, you, know, you mentioned different guys can do different things. Definitely want to try to avoid specialization. And, and that kind of leads me to my next question. Really, my only big question mark about the receiver room is who's going to emerge as an every snap asset to the point where they can't take him off the field? Because we talked about four different guys who could lead the lead the room in receiving yards. Is there value in someone emerging as an all first team all Big Ten? I don't think Michigan's had a first team all Big Ten receiver under Jim Harbaugh. I think that and quarterback are the only positions they haven't had a first team all Big Ten guy. Uh, it's because they've always spread the ball around, and that's great. But I think if if you're Michigan's coaches and Steve. You're welcome to to disagree here, but I think if you're Ron Bellamy, I think you want one of those one or two of those guys to emerge as an unstoppable force that you can't take off the field. I I would compare it to like the the defensive line. Do you think Michigan was happier when they had a rotation of guys being able to rotate in, or do you think they were happier when they had an Aiden Hutchinson, who you you? You could take them off the field, but your line would be worse. I think that Michigan wants a cup, one or two of these receivers to step up to that level. And perhaps Cornelius Johnson and Roman Wilson, based on their snap counts, were kind of there last season. But I think you do, to, to avoid specialization, to avoid predictability, I think that there is a benefit to, to having someone step up. And so my question is, will an every down force emerge above the rest of the receiver room what's what's your biggest question mark about this receiver room steve is ronnie like is ronnie bell all the way like is are the reports or harbaugh's comments that ronnie bell is better than he looked last year yeah accurate uh because and again i know it was in the first game of the season but ronnie bell looked really good in that game against western michigan looked like a different receiver than we'd even seen, you know, a guy who's been productive every year, but look like you talk about a guy ready to kind of take a stranglehold and, and take that next step. He definitely looked like, you know, looked the part last season. So if that's legitimate, he he really could be that guy. Uh, 
no reason for him not to be because he does have all the skills and abilities. You know, I think it's just it's going to come down to is he really 100 percent and uh, what, you know, he's going to have every opportunity. We know he's going to start if he's healthy. I don't think there's I'd be shocked if Ronnie Bell wasn't one of the first two or three receivers on the depth chart. You know, so if he's in better shape and it it looks better than he did pre-injury, you know, I I mean, it could be really opens a lot of doors for some of those other guys, right? Him and like, again, we talk about him and Roman Wilson being similar guys that can really hurt you in a variety of ways. Going back to our running back episode with Edwards, it's like those guys that can, can hurt you short, long, intermediate, in, out, whatever, create so many challenges and for opposing defenses and then opportunities for other teammates. A guy like Andrell Anthony, who's 6'3", can make jump ball catches in the end zone, but can also run by you, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, Ronnie Bell's return, you know, is how – is is he going to live up to the expectations? It sounds like Harbaugh put in front of him with those comments, saying that he's he looks better than he did before the injury. You know, because if he if that's true, that's really good news for Michigan's offense, regardless of how deep we already feel like they are uh, at the receiver spot. Yeah, and I, it's it's crazy because you, you'd think it would not happen again, but it's just like the third or fourth straight year everyone's sleeping on Ronnie Bell, and so, um, and I agree with you on the the him and Wilson seem like the guys who can do the most different types of routes really well, and and that endears you to to quarterbacks. I mean, Ronnie Bell's really a quarterback friendly receiver. The way he breaks routes, the way he um, finds ways to get open, even if the play is kind of breaking down. I think he's a great, he's great at tracking the ball. I mean, there's a lot of receiver skills he has, but I think the the biggest one is he just has a really good sense for when it's time to run something different and get open and, and, you know, change, change things up a little bit and get your quarterback to notice you. I think those are all things that he does extraordinarily well. And, and pretty, pretty good athlete. As well, I mean, in terms of like, his, you know, kind of the, the springy athleticism that has, he has the ability to um, to beat different types of defensive backs, types of defenders. So, yeah, I've, I have him written down as the starting slot receiver, but I think he can line up out wide. I think he can line up in the slot and I think he can he can produce on a game to game basis. So, yeah, if he's if he truly is better than ever that's a very good sign for, for Michigan's ability as, as I mentioned to, to maybe find an every down guy. All right, Steve prediction time. I went with a little bit of a cop out. I said four receivers finished with at least 400 receiving yards. And the reason why is I, I wanted to come up with one of those guys to be like this breakout player. And I just kept making the argument for all four. It was like, every time I mentioned a name, I would say, Oh, Andrew Anthony, you know, I loved, loved the way he catches contested catches, loved the plays that he made against Michigan State, uh, really love his size speed combination, you know, really, really like, you know, his hands and everything like that. And then I'd be like, oh, Roman Wilson's got the top end speed and the footwork and the blocking ability to always be on the field. And oh, it's Cornelius Johnson. Well, he did it last season. He he's, you know, clearly the number seems like the number one deep ball threat. Um, just really, really effective. 
you know, and once he get, got over the drops a little bit, he was he was a very good, you know, top five or ten receiver in the Big Ten. And then and then Ronnie Bell, we just talked about him. So I really talked myself into all four guys being Michigan's number one receiver. And so my prediction ended up being, you can call it a cop-out if you want, but four receivers finished with at least 400 receiving yards. That requires them to pass a lot. I, it actually, I don't believe that it has happened in a long time at Michigan. Oh, sorry. It hasn't happened in a Michigan wide receiver room since at least 1937. That's as far back as the stats go. It happens a little bit more on other teams. Last season, uh, five power five teams were able to pull it off. But that's my prediction. I think four receivers get 400 receiving yards. I think all four of them have multiple games where they're, quote unquote, the guy. But I don't know that any of them go off for 700, 800, 900, 1,000 receiving yards. Your prediction for the wide receiver room? Uh, I predict that we are both going like, <laughs> to uh, just trying to have some fun with this. Uh, I predict that we are both going to be wrong when we predicted that Roman Wilson will lead the team in receiving a few episodes ago. Nice. The, the double, yep. double, double negative on the prediction. Yep. Yep. The I'm right. No matter what prediction. So I just, there's just too many possibilities with the receiver. Like we said, I can, I think that's really kind of the theme here. You know, <clears throat> the defensive episodes might be a little more interesting because there's, I think there's a lot more questions with some of these units. Uh, but at receiver, it is. It's uh, it's just hard not to see this unit being super productive. I mean, you, you're talking like they can afford a couple injuries. Uh, like you said, they can, they could, they could almost do it like a hockey line where they're they're running defenses ragged. You know, uh, throughout a four quarter game, right? We always, when you talk about beating up defenses, it's always running the football up the gut to beat up the front seven you could do something similar at receiver uh, over four quarters. If you're, if you're, if you have Uber athletic guys playing on the outside, forcing your starting cornerbacks to just run go routes until they get tired. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you're at the very least, you're going to be testing the the conditioning limits of some of your opponents. And again, you talk, you get into a fourth quarter situation, you know, that half a step could could be the difference between a touchdown and a batted down pass. So, you know, just so many different ways Michigan can attack at that posi- at the receiver position as well. I'm I'm just yeah I'm just gonna go against our earlier prediction and just go, I'm gonna take the field uh, in that and just say that's that's gonna be my prediction. All right, that's fine. <laughs> you'll be you'll be right some way and you'll tweet about it. And I hope people roast you when you do it though. I hope people call you out on your on your predicting. Someone will lead the team in receiving yards this that's, year. I mean, that's <laughs> how how much more bold could one be? <laughs> All right. For Steve Lorenz, I'm Zach Shaw. That's going to do it for this episode. Next up will be the tight ends. In the meantime, be sure to read all of our stories over at the michiganinsider.com, michigan.247sports.com. Lots of preview content, lots of updates from fall camp. Um, you should be able to get your fix, whether it's recruiting, Football. I mean, basketball is not super big this time of year, but but you know, if you want the in-depth stuff, the VIP stuff, the breaking news, I really like what our staff's able to produce this, especially this time of year. I feel like we can we can get it, give everyone their fix and and what they want out of fall camp coverage. 
So be sure to check it all out over at the michiganinsider.com, michigan at 247sports.com. This has been the Wolverine 24-7 podcast. Tight ends are up next. We'll see you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.